Yeah, it's your boy Barry in the Smarts. Happy New Year. 2021. Man, time is just... Time is just... Time needs to slow down. Uh, we're not even over 2020 yet, and it's already 2021. Insane, I tell you, man. Uh, today, I got a really, really special guest. If you know by now, when I started this podcast, it was all about for the people, by the people. So, in tradition with that, I'm going to continue that. Today, I have a special guest. She goes by the name of Karina Cupcakes. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? All right, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for... <laughs> Thank you for inviting me, man. I'm really excited. Really excited to, uh, to join your podcast today, man. Thank you for having... Thank you for coming on. Um, you're one no, of the... absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, how how's your 2020 been, you know, now that it's over? Um, is there anything you want to recap about the year 2020? Well, <laughs> 2020 has been a pretty interesting year for me and as well for, uh, you know, for a lot of people. I mean, um, I actually work uh, for a medical group, so it's been pretty tough on us. Um, you know, I actually work for, <coughs> excuse me, for the patient chat. So we do speak to patients online and uh, for, pretty much for like general information, administrative stuff. But since COVID started, it's been, uh, it's been pretty bananas. Uh, you know, we've, there's been like a high rise of just patients coming into the chat, asking questions. Oh, what can I do? What do I need to do? What do I have to take? You know, so it's been pretty crazy. It's been a crazy year, um, you know, especially I live in Florida. So, okay. um yeah, so I remember March came in, bam, we were already on lockdown for, we were supposed to be, I think, on lockdown for like two weeks, and it just ended up being like, I think a good like couple of months, and you know, things have been, things have been interesting to say the least for the year of 2020. <laughs> it's been stressful, but it's been, it's been good, it's been bad, so I uh, just gotta, just gotta be positive. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Positivity goes a long way, and I just want to thank you for being part of the medical field and just helping others. I know it must be tough on you, physically and mentally. Uh, you guys are unsung heroes. You know, you guys are the first ones out there. You know, you guys, you know, deserve deserve loads of credit. And you definitely got my respect for that. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I really appreciate it a lot. Um, we've uh, even though like um, you know we just talk to the patients online. We're not completely in the field, but you know. I want to like thank at least you know the doctors that I know, the nurses that I know, the medical assistants that are really out there helping these patients during the stressful times, man. I really, I really thank you for that, and I want to thank them as well here on this podcast too. All right, well the platform is yours. So now that we know you're in the medical field, um, a lot of people do know who you are. I, I notice you're very visible in the wrestling community on Instagram. Uh, I see your name all over the place you know, different pages, you know, you're, you're very vocal as to what's happening. Um, so besides all that, I, I noticed you, you were going to a lot of wrestling events, um, meeting wrestlers right. and, mm-hmm. you know, you, uh, you watch all sorts of promotions from WWE to AEW. I think you were at a new Japan show, I believe if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. And maybe yeah, I went to the new Japan show around January. Yeah. And I think that was like the last wrestling show before everything shut down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so how was that? How was that experience? Because I've never like I might have watched one New Japan match, but um, right. how was that experience going live at you know here in the you know I mean you think you went here in uh, the states right? You didn't go overseas right? Yeah, 
Well, um, uh, well, they actually came here to the United States. They were doing like, uh, I think like a special show around like a couple of parts of the states here. And uh, I think we were the last one. I don't know. I think we were the first show here in Florida. I, I don't really clearly remember. But, um, but it was a really good experience. I actually went with my sister to the show. Okay. And it was like a last minute thing. It was like a last minute thing. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I should go. Should I just go? I don't know. And I was just like, fuck it. Let's just go. <laughs> and man, um, because I, was, I was like, you know, this is, could be like a one and done thing. We never know when they're actually going to come back here to the United States. So, um, so I was like, let's just take advantage of it. The tickets were really good and a really good price. And it was a really awesome experience. Like, um, the what sucked to say the least, and I say that in quotations, was that there was not a lot of people that came to the show, <laughs> and because uh, not a lot of people know New Japan, mm-hmm. uh, other than the hardcore fans, obviously. So, so you could just go into the show, you could just buy tickets up front, and when we went inside, it was still pr- it was still pretty empty. So they started like moving us around to be a little bit closer, because you know everything was going to be uh, recorded. So they want to make it look like they have people inside the actual. Uh, it's, it was like a small location, so I guess arena or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they just kind of like put us together. But hey, it still worked out well. Uh, I mean, everybody was happy, and it was it was cool, man. It was really cool. I noticed you said a uh, hardcore fan. Um, what kind of fan mm-hmm. do you consider yourself? Because I, you know, you watch all kinds of wrestling. So to the normal person. Right. I don't want to say normal to the casual fan that might watch one or two companies or maybe just one company. Um, mm-hmm. What would you consider a hardcore fan, or if you consider yourself one? Uh, good question, man. Um, I mean, I've been a fan of wrestling since like the late nineties. I've, uh, I think, like the first storyline that I remember watching, uh, it was, uh, I think it was uh, Monday Night Raw, and it was a storyline between. Undertaker so cool Steve Austin. I don't know remember if that storyline that like he kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, the ministry. Wanted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ministry, yeah. So but the kind of fan that I am, you know, um to be quite honest with you, man, I'm just a fan. I'll be honest. I'm not like uh I'm not I don't consider myself like a hardcore fan, like I gotta be at every show, I gotta know everything, you mm-hmm. know. Um I feel I'm just a fan. I just love the business. I love uh, interacting with other fans, you know, uh, and I just love the aspect of the entertainment of pro- professional wrestling. And I know that um, there's been so much conflict, especially last year, and especially um, with you know AEW being the biggest wrestling promotion at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's I, I don't feel like it should be that way. You know what I mean? Like, so I just consider myself just a regular fan. I love being there. I love interacting with people. If you want to talk to me, cool. If you don't, you know, if you don't agree with my opinions, that's, you know, that's up to you, man. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand. So you're one of those that just, I watch wrestling and I don't care what it is. And, and those mm-hmm. are the kind of fans that we need amongst the mm-hmm. community. Um, right. You know, so on that topic, so I, I really don't like the term hardcore fan either because it kind of forces right. mm-hmm. this, uh, mentality that in order to be a, a hardcore fan you need to watch like you said all kind of yeah. wrestling you need to know everything you need to know the mm-hmm. date from 1971 right. when whomever won the championship and i think that's a little bit too much right. and i think 
we all should be able to enjoy what we want, how we want, without being labeled. And um, mm-hmm. and I noticed that you know, um, as a as a as a female in the community, I know it's right. it's it's heavily controlled by the male population. And I've noticed myself exactly. when I've been to wrestling shows, mm-hmm. even when I go with my wife or I'll go, you know, with my daughter mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like it's very male dominated, and they kind of make you feel like an outcast when you're at these shows. I'm not. I'm not speaking on your behalf. I'm just on the things that I've seen right. when I go to shows. How how do you confront that, or does that even bother you? It doesn't bother me. You know. Um, you know. I'm also a big heavy metal fan. Um, okay. And that's also another big thing that it's always been like a male dominated community mm-hmm. and you know chicks being at shows and they never really kind of get that respect to say the least mm-hmm. and it's just kind of the same thing with wrestling um i remember i'm going to tell you a story and if I'm, <laughs> if my best friend hears this man robert i love you <laughs> <laughs> um i remember uh, i remember we went to an indie show mm-hmm. in broward broward county and he knew a guy that he was on the Jericho cruise. Okay. And uh, we were all talking, and but he, the guy kind of just kept on talking to my best friend mostly. And, mm-hmm. I, and I wanted to interact also, but he just kind of kept on ignoring me. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? So I just kind of kept myself quiet. I, I didn't care. I let it brush it off. But we saw him again at a different show, and it was kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. So there is like a gap between women wrestling fans and male fans. I just kind of feel like there's maybe at some point that, you know, guys just feel like maybe women wrestling fans are just here to, you know, check out the guys or whatever. Check out the hot guys. And it's guys. weird because like to check out the hot guys. And for me, I'm like, I'm not here to see the hot guys. I'm, you know, I'm happily engaged to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to actually look at the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> So, but I do feel that's what it is, and it's and it's the same thing. Like I said, when when I go to concerts, to heavy metal concerts, it's the same thing. Guys do feel like they're just here to see the hot guys or to check out the hot guys or whatever, and that's not really the case. There is there's a lot of female fans of professional wrestling that actually enjoy the product. They are actually entertained. Maybe they actually do like watching the hot guys, but they actually are very entertained as to what is going on in the product. So that's how I feel about it. With uh, you know women liking professional wrestling or pretty much anything else. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's true, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, I've heard the term, mm-hmm. oh, they're just here to watch the hot guys. And I'm like, dude, there's yeah. no... I've been to, like, dozens, maybe hundreds of wrestling shows, and there are mm-hmm. no hot guys in the audience. All the hot guys are in the ring. <laughs> so it's like, what are you what are you talking yeah. about? Like, they're, they're, you're there for the same... Like, guys are there for the same reason, too. But... Um, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> So definitely, so you so you also attend indie shows. So you're basically an all over fan. You watch all kinds yeah. of wrestling, right? So right I now, watch all kinds of wrestling. Yeah. So who on the indie scene strikes out to you, or who on the indie scene you think is going to be like the next top person? Oh, <laughs> that is a very good question. I mean, we're both on remember... different. We're both on different sides right now. I think you're in, you're in mm-hmm. Florida, and I'm in Jersey right now. So right. this is an mm-hmm. opportunity if there's someone in. Florida that someone like myself hasn't heard and we'll be able to get the word out mm-hmm. so you know you know people can watch his, his, his stuff on YouTube or whatever it is or get to know him or get to know her a little right. bit better so who would you say from the Indies down in Florida at least that you enjoy watching and you think it's, it's an up and comer 
to me, in my personal opinion, um, I've always been a big fan of this guy called El Blanco Loco. <laughs> okay. He's a uh, he's a mass wrestler. He's a uh, he's kind of like a high flyer. And throughout all the shows that I've seen him, which is mostly this promotion called I think uh, Blueprint Wrestling, if I'm correct, they usually do a lot of their shows. Um, I think at Deerfield Beach. And man, he is a fantastic wrestler, and he also partners with this uh, with this chick named Dream Girl, and Fun fact: They were actually at a um, AEW Dark show. I mm. think I think like two months ago, and I think they did a great job. I, I hope that you know eventually they kind of you know spread out a little bit, and hopefully they you know they get signed up into a big promotion. Um, I remember a couple of months ago, or sometime last year. Oh no, I'm sorry, 2019. Um, do you know this guy named Austin Theory? He's on NXT now. Yes, I heard of him. I watched a few of his matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I saw him in a couple of indie shows, and I think everybody knew in the crowd that this guy was going to be the next big thing, and bam. Next thing you know, he has, he has a contract with NXT. So that was really cool seeing that, that we got to see Austin Theory in, like, smaller shows, and he, got, he managed to grow in these, you know, these indie promotions, and there you go. He's already signed up with NXT. So I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a cool experience to watch somebody come from, like, literally the bottom mm-hmm. and work their way up to the top. Yeah. And then you as a fan being able to watch that progression. And I think it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking cool. Like, it's, it's some of the dopest things you can right. see in life. It's like the progression of a, of a person, whether it's a wrestler or a musician, and see them just rise to the right. top and just know that you were there right. to watch them through that growth. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there's another um, indie promotion here, I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't know Gangrel? Gangrel actually has a wrestling school here in South Florida okay. uh, called Gangrel's Asylum. He has phenomenal talent in his uh, in his wrestling school. And there's actually been a couple of guys that have been on AW Dark, I think, doing their trials and stuff. So that's, an also, that's another great thing uh, about that as well, that now, you know, Gangrel's school is getting a little bit more exposure too. So, um, again, awesome stuff. Yeah, it is definitely, definitely awesome to hear that these guys – you know, mm-hmm. are retired and they're still sticking to what they love and the passion they have and continuing training others for, for their passion. So as we all know, right. 2020 mm-hmm. has been a crazy year, not just personally, but mm-hmm. especially amongst the wrestling business as a whole. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of limitations were placed on wrestlers with no fans and a lot of wrestlers opting not right. to wrestle and show up. But mm-hmm. it also gave way to see other guys step up and just show their true potential. Out of twenty twenty across, right. we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna ask you these questions and you can ask them per promotion because I think everybody mm-hmm. in all promotion respectfully has a person who rose to the occasion. So who in twenty twenty mm-hmm. as a pro wrestler in WWE you you think in your opinion of course rose to the rose mm-hmm. up and to the occasion and took you know just took matters into their own hands. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, I, yeah, 2020 has been a very interesting year for wrestling with no crowds. And I think, in my personal opinion, um, I think Drew McIntyre was that guy. I know he's um, he's already a popular superstar, and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knows him. But here's the thing, you know, Drew McIntyre, he, he already started 2020 with a bang, mm-hmm. winning the Royal Rumble. And in my opinion, that was one of the best Royal Rumbles ever seen i agree and yeah wow and 
there were so many moments in just that one match, and then COVID happened. Boom. Yeah, literally just happened. WrestleMania just out of nowhere, and then WrestleMania happened with two nights with no crowd in the Performance Center, and he got his like big moment with nobody in there. But honestly, it's it's like he just took the ball and just rolled with it, mm-hmm. and he became probably the best thing that to happen in the WWE during this really tough time. I, in my personal opinion, he's been one of the best WWE champions in this generation. Mm. And even though he's only been a champion for, what, a couple of months? <laughs> yeah, since March. Well, about to be a year if he keeps yeah. the strap. Yeah, could be a year. Yeah, yeah. He's been like two, yeah, he's been a champion twice already because he lost to Randy Orton. But oh, yeah, yeah, that did happen. Either, yeah, <laughs> but either way, um, I still think, wow, he's just been a, just a great champion, super, I felt like he just, just super professional, man. Like, I, it's just it's just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, he's he's mm-hmm. reinvented himself as well in the ring, yeah. physically, mm-hmm. and his promos. You can tell he's not the same person mm-hmm. from 2010. Right. So now, moving on, right. who in mm-hmm. AEW? I mean, I don't watch AEW. Not because I don't mm-hmm. like them. I know that's my gimmick mm-hmm. on Instagram. But I really don't have the time to watch <laughs> all kinds of wrestling. But I watch highlights. Mm-hmm. Um Right. Who in AEW you feel like has stepped up and has, you know, you know, has the it factor this year or well, last year, twenty twenty? Oh, that's another good one too. Um, I know a lot of people have said John Moxley, mm. but for me, it was Darby Allen. I have to say Darby Allen. I mean, I've always liked Darby Allen even before he signed up to AEW, and I've really liked the way how everything is going with him with 2020 and now he has like this thing with Sting mm-hmm. and I know um, you know he's being his mentor I, I just kind of hope they kind of stick with that that Sting just becomes like his mentor his guide I don't really want to see Sting going back into the ring actually wrestling but it seems like that's going to be the case yeah I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, but for me it's Darby Allen in my personal opinion I think he's just such a great young talent and I know a lot of people like to pick on him. I know one of my friends is like, why does he dress up like a goth chick? (laughs) (laughs) But but I think Darby Allen has been such a great star in 2020, in my personal opinion. And I feel 2021, I think people should really look out for him, Uh, especially now since he's TNT champion. He has Sting on his side. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that, yeah. Before we move on to the next company, um, do you really think he needs Sting? I mean... He, the guy was pretty popular before Sting came on the scene. Right. And right. I, like I said, like I don't watch AEW religiously, and I probably mm-hmm. don't watch it at all. But um, what's mm-hmm. what's the correlation between Sting and Darby? Like I'm not, I'm confused. So being that you're a fan and you watch, <laughs> maybe you can explain it to me because mm-hmm. I, I I don't get it. Is it the face paint? Is it you know? Is it I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess there's similarities because they're kind of like, you know, when Sting was introduced to like the Crow Sting back in the uh, back in the late '90s to WCW, mm. he was pretty much an enigma, just like the character the Crow. And um, with Darby now, it's kind of the similarity with that he's an enigma, he's in a mystery, you know, he's dark and so on and so forth. It could be the face paint too, you know, <laughs> like people have been saying, but. Uh, when you ask about the uh, 
does Darby really need Sting? In my opinion, no, not really. I think uh, Darby Allen is uh, a star on his own right. Um, he's really over with the fans of all kinds of fans, especially little kids. Because I've seen little kids uh, with face pain and everything like that, kind of like Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. And um, but in my personal opinion, I don't really think Darby Allen really needs uh, you know a manager or anything like that. But it seems like you know it's just to get that. I guess that star power, that little lift up, you know, and that similarity between, you know, Sting and Darby, I think that's, you know, I think that's what it is, really. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. I just yeah. was confused. I'm like, it was just, there was no lead up to it, and it just came out of nowhere, and then I'm like, I see it over Instagram. I'm like, oh, I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what's going on? Like, why it, is it Sting? It could be just, yeah, it could be that just, uh, you know, maybe they just wanted to have Tony Schiavone just say, it's Sting! <laughs> like twenty freaking times now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, let's cover New Japan. Um, again, right. I, I don't watch much New Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I just watch the highlights, maybe on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, who who would be the breakout star of twenty twenty for uh, New Japan? Of twenty twenty, um, man, there were so many things that happened in New Japan <laughs> in twenty twenty. I know they had to stop for a while. And I think they came back around like mid twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, I was always a Jay White guy. Um, I know there's rumors going around that he has he's thinking about leaving, or no, that he's uh, that he already left New Japan, and like there's the dirt sheets are saying that WWE wants to you know thinking about trying to get him or whatever. But for me, it was Jay White. I mean, uh, you know, he's just. That guy's just a badass. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, I've seen some badass. of his clips, and you can go. He can go. And, you know, he, he can yeah. go. Yeah. He can definitely go, man. Just a talented dude. The guy knows how to talk. The guy knows how to wrestle. He's just a total package. He has a great look overall, man. And uh, if whatever the rumors are, you know, let's see what happens, man. Uh, I mean, it would be a pretty tough loss for New Japan. But, hey. Let's hope. Let's see what happens. Let's let's see what happens. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Cause sometimes you know, dirt sheets are a tough shit. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I learned that. Um, sometimes yeah. dirt sheets, when they know a wrestler mm-hmm. is leaving a company, they'll automatically mm-hmm. add WWE to them so the fans can be upset about right. it. And this way, the fans will lose interest oh, yeah. in that wrestler. So it's like, it's like a psychological shit. Like, oh yeah, this guy's going over there. Let's just say he's going over to WWE because nobody loves mm-hmm. WWE, and then they shit on him, and then they shit on the company, and then. They, guy loses right. esteem. Um, all right, so that that makes right, sense, yeah. Jay White. Um, do you see mm-hmm. him going mm-hmm. to WWE, or do you, like, I mean, we're just playing off what the dirt sheets are saying. Do you see anything uh, with him? Or even if he does, who would you, who would his first feud be with, or what, what brand do you think would fit him better? Well, let's fantasy book part, for a little I, bit. Yeah, let's fantasy book. Yeah, here. yeah, let's fantasy that. Um, well, Let's see. Um, I do think it's a work. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't see uh, Jay White leaving New Japan, but like I said, anything happens. But if anything does happen, and he does sign a contract with WWE, um, I don't think he's going to be in the main roster that fast. I think there's just so much going on right now at NXT. I would love if that does happen. And I would love to see him wrestle fucking Finn Balor, man. That's going to be crazy. Mm. And I know Finn Balor, he's another New Japan guy, too, so. Have they faced before New Japan? 
Um, to recall, I don't think so. Oh, I could so. be wrong. If everyone to call me out on that, I'll so, be okay with that. So they I have it. Sometimes I have a terrible memory. So, I don't think they have. Yeah. So that's like a dream match for some people, right? That's Jay White. Be like a dream match. Yeah. And then you go. And how, yeah. how about him and uh, Adam Cole? Oof, that's uh, no. I don't think they have faith. Yeah, no. So but, there's um, a lot of. But that would be a pretty crazy match. That's a lot there's of a lot of scenarios. scenarios. There's a lot of great options, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of great options if he goes on NXT. Yeah. All right. So, riding the rave of you know most improved wrestlers and wrestler with most potential. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any women wrestlers that you feel like represent you as a character? Because a lot, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of fans can relate to certain wrestlers, like on a personal level. Mm-hmm. But is there, a, right? Is there a, a woman wrestler out there that you can relate to? It doesn't matter what promotion. Someone you can you see a little okay. bit of yourself in when you watch them in the ring. Um, is it is it like? Could it be retired? Could it, yeah, it could be know? anybody. Anybody you can relate to. Or... Anybody? Well, when I was growing up watching professional wrestling, um, I really related to actually two women's wrestlers, um, China and Lita. Oh, they're, okay. They're actually both of them. Yeah. So when I first started watching wrestling, it was really China that got me also hooked on it too because she was so different. She was muscular, and she just and she just had a, an excellent attitude. She just didn't give a, you know, she didn't give a fuck because she was in Degeneration X. She was a bodyguard. And what, she, she really inspired me to work out. I'm actually a really big bodybuilding fan. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. okay. And, yeah, yeah. So, you know, thanks to her and, and her character as well, like, later on, um, you know, she was with Eddie Guerrero and all that stuff. She, she just seemed so just amazing like an overall just amazing person you know and and thanks to her you know i started working out i started getting physically fit you know and lita lita also was another person that was different too and you look with fishnet shirts and you know she had attitude and that's what i loved about her you know she didn't care what people had to say about her Mm -hmm. that's that's for me that's what it looked like (laughs) and her being a team extreme with matt hardy and jeff hardy that was just that was just wow for me, you know. I thought she was so cool. And I also thought she was really hot, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so those were the two women that really uh, that really inspired me. And I could really see my, myself, you know, uh, kind of like them. Uh, especially, you know, going, you know, going through the middle school phases and whatever, you know. Everybody thought I was different because I listened to a particular kind of music and whatever. So... Um, so they really, you know, they really were something for me. Nice, nice. That that that's good to hear. Uh, yeah. I feel like yeah. as fans, we lose we lose the uh, appreciation for wrestlers, how mm-hmm. they influence us and how they play a role in our lives. And you know, we look at right. them. Yeah. We just look at them as bodies in the ring mm-hmm. who uh, who beat each other up and you know things like that. And we lose the appreciation of you know who they are and, and how they affect us millions of people across the right, world. Right, yeah. So that, that's definitely Yeah, true. and with you... Yeah. Yeah, with you mentioning that, you know, um, especially now since social media is, you know, obviously the biggest platform for everyone, it's so sad to see, like, you know, one wrestler getting attacked, you know, when they're in character, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, degrading their wives or their boyfriends or whatever because, um, because of what they are on TV, you know? Yeah. And 
I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like they go to that personal level. It's like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's uncalled for. And you know, just yeah. just to backtrack on what you said about their character. I mean, we're in 2021 mm-hmm. and I'm a firm believer that yeah. we don't need kayfabe anymore. I mean, a lot of wrestling fans right. now, mm-hmm. we're adults and we grew up watching like if you're a wrestling fan in 2021, right. mm-hmm. that meant that you mm-hmm. were watching wrestling either for the last 10, 15, even 20 years. So, right. we we grew yeah. up knowing that wrestling is is uh is is I don't want to I don't want to offend nobody, but wrestling is it's like theater. You know, it's all entertainment. Right. So mm-hmm. we, we... It's all entertainment, yeah. Yeah, so we should know that these wrestlers are not who they are 24-7. So, you Exactly, know. yeah. It's like it's like back in the day. It's like I said, uh, you know, Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, man. There were... Or, you know, the Freebirds. They, yeah. were, they were fucking shitted on. <laughs> but then again, that, you know, because kayfabe was super alive back then. Yeah. But now we have, we have social media. We already know that kayfabe is dead. You yeah. know, these guys are just... These guys are just actors on TV, so it's it's crazy like how we just we know that they're you know characters on TV, but then they don't like something that happened, so I'm gonna fucking take a shit on them. Mm-hmm. It's like damn, okay, <laughs> it's just part of their script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel like we're in a we're in an age now that we should be able to like separate the two. Like, hey, this guy is right, uh, exactly. This guy, let's say, he's Roman Reign on Friday right. during mm-hmm. SmackDown mm-hmm. hours. And then the rest of the time, he's mm-hmm. a dad, you know, and, right. he's, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And, like, The Undertaker's not really a dead mm-hmm. guy. Like, The Undertaker, it's, the Undertaker should be able to mm-hmm. go to the supermarket and buy eggs without wearing a trench coat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, without wearing his trench yeah. coat and rolling his eyes at the cashier. So, you right. know, us as exactly. fans, we need to be able to tell the two apart. And I feel like too many fans right. don't want to do that, you know? So right. it's, and then, you know, a lot of wrestlers do things and wrestling fans tend to excuse them by saying they're in character. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I look at wrestlers the same way I look at Hollywood actors. Um, right, exactly. If I see Sean Astin on TV, I don't get mad at the television and say, hey, you should be playing the guy from the Goonies. That's who you are. You don't play football. Like, and, and, and that's, the problem right. with some wrestling fans, they they can't let go of that character and be like, hey, he's just a character, you know. Right. Maybe yeah. he's not playing a heel. Maybe he is an asshole in real life, mm-hmm. and you know we let we get right. we get consumed by their characters and we can't tell them apart. So yeah, know. exactly, and and of course you you already know I met wrestlers in person, and um, I've actually met uh, one wrestler that was a pretty was pretty shitty, so. Um, I met CM Punk like a couple of years ago. I think at WrestleMania Access, mm-hmm. and I was a huge fan of CM Punk. Like, it w- if it wasn't for CM Punk, I would have have been introduced to into indie wrestling mm-hmm. or pretty much Ring of Honor. And um, WrestleMania was here, I think, what 2012, and so they had WrestleMania Access. I bought my ticket, and I was so excited to meet him. And he just kind of felt like he just didn't give a shit to be there, you know. And yeah. it was kind of like, damn, I just spent like almost 200 bucks to see you and i just kind of feel like you just don't want to really be bothered you know bothered or anything like that and it's just kind of like a shitty ass experience (laughs) but you know i brushed it off and i was like okay it is what it is but pretty much after that i was like you know see a puck is just a character on a tv show so (laughs) but he wasn't in character was he was he wasn't in character during the meet right 
No, no, and he's supposed to be a he was supposed to be a baby face. Oh, look at that. I think he faced Chris Jericho. Yeah, he was uh I think he was supposed to face Chris Jericho for that WrestleMania. So maybe if other people had better experiences than me, I don't know. Whoever lives in South Florida went to WrestleMania Actions that time, maybe they had a better experience. But the only thing I could remember, I was like, damn, I should have bought my ticket first to see Edge <laughs> oh, <laughs> instead of CM Punk. Yeah. I hear <laughs> yeah. Edge is a really nice guy yeah. to meet. Um you know, I yeah. uh, I, I saw him once uh I was uh, this is Royal Rumble. I'm not sure if it's of '08, and uh, mm-hmm. I was working late and I didn't watch it. But uh, I was walking to the mm-hmm. train station in uh, Times Square, mm-hmm. and this was like one in the morning, and he's like walking up the street with Lita. The, it was just this fucking crazy. Oh. Like there was no one outside, and normally at that time, Times Square is like right. mm-hmm. it's still packed, but not as packed. But it was no one right. on the street, and I saw him, and you know I didn't want to make a big deal, so I just kind of nodded at him, and he nodded back. Right. Like he knew I respected his space, so it was, that was you know super mm-hmm. cool. But uh, yeah, that sucked that you had to go. You had experience with him. Um, that's not the first time I've heard him being an asshole to his fans. You know. Yeah, yeah, I've heard like some other people. I think in like different wrestling blogs or threads. Um, that yeah, see, like from what I've read, that CM Punk has his good days, CM Punk has his bad days, and I think that was a bad day for me <laughs> or yeah. for him. So he was just. Yeah, he was just like whatever about everything. He just didn't really interact with anybody or anything like that. And I'm like, damn, I just spent like almost 200 bucks to see you, man. At least they <laughs> yeah. say something. I don't know. <laughs> but I know that like, you know, meeting wrestlers is a pretty cool experience. Um, I think one of the best experiences that I've had meeting a wrestler was uh, Rose Warrior Animal. Um, oh, that's nice. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. And he actually, I used to work at a hotel a couple of years ago and he was checking in but and i saw him in line and i was like damn is that animal like he just hi so he was up next and i asked him like hey are you going over your animal like he's like yeah 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 check me in and we just <laughs> yeah but you know what he was actually he was a such a nice guy and we actually started talking for a couple of minutes and just talking about a little bit of wrestling and this and that. And I even like, um, you know, sh- you know, uh, walked into his room and everything and just a fantastic, fantastic guy. He actually gave me a, uh, a, a signed picture. He signed in front of me and I took a picture with him. I'll, I'll send it to you if I can find it. Uh, just a phenomenal guy, man. And that was one of the best experiences that I had, man. Oh, and, man. you know, God rest his soul, man. He was such a great dude. That's It's good to hear stories like that, man. Especially after yeah. hearing mm-hmm. the CM Punk story and then just hearing the animal story and how nice he was. And mm-hmm. he gave you a picture and autographed it. And he didn't even have to do that. Um, yeah, he didn't have to do that, yeah. Staying on the subject of meeting wrestlers, what, who, who's a, I mean, because you have tons. Like, I, I ran through your IG page and you literally yeah. are, like, everywhere with all types of wrestlers. What, who is yeah. one wrestler that you would like to meet? Ooh, man, that's a good one. Um, wow, that is a good one. I it, could would be, love it could be someone meet. who's alive or deceased. It can be just anybody you would like to just meet. Well, if deceased, uh, my, my dream was always to meet China. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's not that I never really got that chance to. Uh, and for a live, oh man, <laughs> I would love to uh, to meet Alexander Hammerstone from MLW. I, dude, 
I love that guy. He kind of he kind of looks like Triple H right now, <laughs> like a little bit. And for anybody listening, dude, check out MLW hands down. My personal opinion, one of the best promotions going in the game. And Alexander Hammerstone would be one of the guys I would definitely love to meet. I'm a huge fan of that guy, and I think that guy is gonna go places. Okay, uh, I, I, I give it a yeah. uh, I give it a look. I have a. a can't say no names, but I have uh, somebody who works at MLW who follows the page, and he he mentioned nice. that person too. So, um, you mm-hmm. know, if if both of you guys said it, then I'm definitely gonna give him a. Gonna, I'm gonna look yeah. into it. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, MLW is fantastic. Uh, I got into it uh, because of what because of my best friend, and I just sat down and watched, it and I was like, "Wow, this is some legit shit." <laughs> Like, what's like his style? Is he, like, a brawler? Is he a high flyer? Is he, like, a big dude? Like, what what, what kind of... Uh... He's a big dude, yeah. Okay. He, he's a big dude, but knows how to move, to say the least. And so, do you feel like pro wrestling is is lacking on the amount of big dudes? Or do you think that it's it's kind of even right now with all the big giants we have? I think it's even. I think it's even right now. Um, you know, if you check out MLW, you do have Hobbs. He's a big dude, but knows how to move. You know, same thing with WWE. There's a couple of big guys there that just know how to move. And mm-hmm. same thing with MLW. Yeah, just there's different promotions have their big guys that just know what to do in the ring. And so I don't think there's a, a lack of big guys. I think it's pretty evened out. Okay. All right. So yeah. being that we're in 2021 and we discussed, you know, the happening in wrestling in 2020, what are some mm-hmm. things or some changes you would like to see to, like, pro wrestling in general in 2021? Man, I would love to see more women's wrestling in AEW, man. <laughs> that's what I that's what I want, dude. You gotta get a petition uh, for that. And I said that, like, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, man, I just I love women's wrestling, also. Um, and I'm not saying that because I'm a chick or anything like that, but I've always enjoyed it, and I do feel like AEW is just lacking in that area. I just wish they just had like a little bit more creativity with them instead of just putting them on the 930 slot. Hmm. And I've noticed that too. Like some, some guy actually mentioned that on Twitter that, Oh man, like I've always, is the women's division, like is the women's match always at 930 PM, like, <laughs> like right before like a main event or something like that. And I was like, shit. And I noticed the trend when he, after he said it, and I was like, shit, yeah, they're always like in like the later nine o'clock slots. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of felt rushed. And I saw the, um, I think the New Year's match, um, I think on Friday, because I didn't have a chance to watch it on Thursday. Actually, I actually didn't want to watch it on a Thursday because I did not want to hear Chris, Jer- um, Chris Jericho. I'm sorry, Wednesday, I didn't want to see like Chris Jericho or hear Chris Jericho after his like COVID comments. I was like, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I know. So a lot I, of people tuned out when Jericho <laughs> got on, on that, that day. Yeah. So I started watching it, I think either Thursday or Friday morning, the... Uh, the stream mm-hmm. and I saw the match between Abandon and uh, and Sheeta and I saw the match and I was like damn this shit feels like really rushed like the match felt very sloppy and I just kind of wish that like they were given a little bit more time or a little bit more development mm-hmm. instead of like Abandon coming out of nowhere and just trying to scare Sheeta I was like okay you know that's not bad all right but come on let's give it a let's push it a little bit more, you know, actually have them give them a, a nice feud, give them a nice story, you know, yeah. a bandit could still, you know, scare the shit out of Sheeta, but let's try to develop it a little bit more into 
you know, a nice lengthy storyline and then we could push the match to the pay-per-view, yada, yada, yada. But I just felt like just like kind of everything else with the women's division, AEW just kind of like feels a little bit rushed. Mm. And then it just kind of shows that. Um, that and it was just super sloppy and I just felt super bad. I was like, fuck, man. They could have had a, a really good storyline going on. They, they could have had a better match. But, you know, it is what it is. And that's something that I would like to see improve this year in 2021. Um, I know there's been a lot of excuses that like, oh, yeah, it's because uh, I think it was Britt Baker. Like, there's, oh, the international, there's international women that come, come to the States. Okay, who cares? Like, you yeah. guys have a, you guys have a stacked women's roster. So kind of like use that. What's yeah. the problem? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bit confused but. by that as well because they have a... Mm -hmm few of ex-WWE agents that worked on women's matches now working in AEW. Mm -hmm. So I think Arn works there right. now, Malenko, mm -hmm. um, Dust, mm -hmm. uh, what's this guy, uh, Goldust. So you have people backstage yes. that mm -hmm. know how to run a mm -hmm. show and know how to fit in matches mm -hmm. and know how to, you know, right. um, know how to point time slots. So it's just weird why their matches seem so rushed and just so like, like it's such an afterthought for that division, you know, and I don't understand why. Yeah, and I don't get it. And, and it's sad. It's very sad. Like, um, and some people might say, oh, yeah, but they're on dark. Why would you want to put your women's champion on AW Dark? It's like, I don't, I'm not going to put, you know, my champion. Maybe I'll put my champion on Sunday Night Heat once in a while to get a little bit of views. But yeah. I want to see my, I want to see my champion on main TV. Yeah. You know, you don't really see much the TNT champion on AEW Dark, or you don't see the, you know, obviously the world champion on AEW Dark, but we see more of the women's champion on AEW Dark, so I was kind of like, man, okay, I get it, maybe they want the views, but it's kind of like a constant thing, Yeah. and I'm like, I prefer, in this business, if I was someone working in the wrestling business, I would prefer seeing more of my champions on main TV, because they're my champions, they're the yeah. ones that make me money, you know, they <laughs> they're the ones the that company. are selling t-shirts and stuff. Right, they represent the company, so I don't want them to be put like on, you know, some show there. I I want, want them to be on live TV, and I just kind of feel like their current champion, Sheeta. I think she's a, I think she's really really talented, and but I don't know, man. They just keep dropping the ball, and it's just it's just a shitty thing to watch. <laughs> man, that's I hope they get it together, man, because uh, they're turning away a lot of fans uh, from the women's division, mm -hmm. and right now, yeah. um, I think. You know, WWE and Impact, they have, like, some of the strongest mm -hmm. women's divisions on the planet, you know, and at least in North America. Yeah. At mm -hmm. least in North America. I'm not going to say the planet because I'll have somebody who watches uh, mm -hmm. New Japan and tell me, well, New <laughs> Japan has a stronger or whatever it is they have over there. Well, <laughs> so it's like, all right, I got to be politically correct here because there's always somebody out there who's going to try to correct me. So, all right. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know why friends want to be like that, but... I respect it, you know, if you don't like my opinion or if I miss something, like, okay, you can call me out, but you don't have to, like, yeah, you know, rip me, me a new like asshole because it. I didn't fucking, <laughs> yeah. So we are, hopefully, so. I mean, there's a vaccine out, right? Um, mm -hmm. And um, I'm not going to get into it because, you know, this is not right. that kind of podcast, but if things get better right. this year as far as mm -hmm. uh, the rates going down, and I'm obviously you live in Florida, so Florida right now is, like, mm -hmm. normal to the rest of the country, you know, down in Florida, everyone's living life. Mm -hmm. How comfortable would you feel going back to a live show if it happens? 
Um, if things get better, I mean, overall with live shows, uh, yeah, I'll definitely go, man. Um, what would be your first live I mean, show? I'll... If you can go to the live show, what would be your first live show? It would probably be a concert. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> probably not a wrestling show, yeah. I think that. It probably won't be a wrestling show, but uh, um, I know that there's a, a rumor going around that um, AEW might be actually doing a couple of live shows here in Miami because it's cold as fuck in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, Miami's like, and, fuck COVID. We don't believe in y'all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Miami, yeah, we don't, we don't give a shit here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit here. And I think uh, AEW's going to do some live shows in February next month. Uh, I haven't decided if I really wanted to go. Uh, but if I do go, and I know we're still in, like, this strong part of the pandemic, if I do go, I know what I got to do, wash my hands, wear my mask, you know, not be with too many people because I don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you but, can't trust everybody, but, man. Yeah, but in the future, like, if things really start getting better, I think most likely my first show is going to be a concert. Like, I'm a big concert junkie. I've been to so many heavy metal shows, I've, and I've been pretty shit-faced on most of them, so. <laughs> but I always have a blast. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's itching to go and do something. Um, I, yeah. I'm not sure. I think, I can't remember, the, the last wrestling show I went to was, like, almost a year and a half ago. No, actually, mm-hmm. no, that's a lie. I went to an indie show here. Um, I was invited mm-hmm. out by one of my followers, and he was actually on the car, so I got to see him live. And it was a pretty oh, good show. Oh, that's cool, man. That's yeah, cool. It was, uh, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they really were following guidelines, and, you know, they were pushing mm-hmm. the masks and uh, six feet apart, so mm-hmm. it was really good. Um, yeah. I think the last concert I went to was probably, like, Jay-Z, and that was oh, way, nice. bef- that was way nice. before the pandemic, but that was, like, the last concert, so... I probably would go to a concert first, like just like yeah. loose. Yeah, yeah. So I, I could dig that. It's just, yeah, it's definitely like concerts. You could just go. Nothing is political. Nothing is like you know this band is better than the other one. No, if you just go in there, go into the pit or you know whatever, just have fun, man. Yeah. That's that's what I love about going to concerts. You just nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody nobody cares, cares if you don't know this yeah. song or that song. They just everybody's there to have fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. only about to have fun, man, and that's what I love about it. All right, so we're almost nearing the end of our the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to plug? Anyone you want to plug? Is there anything you want to say before we close things out? Um, I'm not. Uh, do you have a business you might want to plug, or a friend's business, or just any advice to wrestling fans in general? Is there anything you want to say? Yeah, sure, man. I could go ahead and plug in my uh, my job. <laughs> All right. If anybody lives in South Florida. Um, so I work for Sunita's Medical Center. Uh, it's a primary care doctor's office that's exclusive to Florida Blue, the insurance. Okay. Um, we do have a lot of locations here in South Florida, but even outside of Florida, we do have is in Jersey. Uh, we also have in uh, Texas. We're opening up in Tennessee and Connecticut. So if anybody is, you know, needs to see a doctor and you got Florida Blue, man, you know, come to Sunita's Medical Center. We have a bunch of offices all across Florida. From nice. South Florida, Palm Beach, all the way to Central West uh, and West Florida. Nice, 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 nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, well, thank you for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, it doesn't even feel like we almost hit an hour. Um, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the fun thing about like having my followers come on because it's like everyone mm-hmm. has a story. You know, everyone has right. an experience. And I feel like a lot of people don't get to tell their story. So... 
this yeah. year I'm going to try to That's dedicate my best to having a follower, a new follower, come on and mm-hmm. tell me their story and, you know, tell me a bit about themselves because everyone has a story. And I think everyone's story should be heard. So I just want to yeah, thank definitely. you. Thank you for that. For coming on board and sharing your story, sharing your life experiences and just telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like I said, people see you all over Instagram or all over the comments. And it's it's pretty good. It's pretty nice to put a story behind a person because you think you know someone on Instagram. Thank you. And you don't until you hear their story. So thank you for sharing the story with everybody and sharing it with me. So Yeah, thank you, Matt, for inviting me. I would love to come back to the show. It was awesome talking to you, getting to know you a little bit as well. You getting to know me. So uh, definitely would love to be back, man. All right. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Um, be safe. And just thank you once again for being out there and keeping everyone safe. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, dude. And you stay safe out there. And let me know if anything, man, if you need addition, some assistance with anything, man. Got you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Dale, my man. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too.